You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's coming? Purdy, lofting, going deep. Has McCaffrey. He's got it! Touchdown, San Francisco! Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Uh, the dulcet tones of Kevin Burkhardt on a bunch of San Francisco games last year. Brock Purdy touched on pass to Christian McCaffrey. Brock Purdy pretty good. Christian McCaffrey even better. San Francisco, maybe the best team in football as we approach the start can of we, the can season. Can we get a CBS highlight here? What's with the Fox packages, guys? Well, I mean. Slap in my plays. face. My colleagues at CBS Sports. San Francisco plays in plays in the NFC. Also, also they don't do that. They, they, they cross over now. That. They cross over now. They cross over now. Um, there's a lot of NFL news that we will get to. Saquon Barkley signs a new one-year deal with the New York Football Giants. Zach Martin holding out right now, looking for a new contract from the Dallas Cowboys. Michael Thomas going to be a full participant in training camp for the Saints. I'll believe it when I see it. We'll get to Jalen Brown on the Celtics. We will get to Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. So much breaking news on this terrific football Tuesday as we celebrate football and uh, and and all sports. Um, last note on Purdy here, and I mentioned in mm. segment one, start the show. Um, I don't. I thought you were going to ask me about, I thought you could ask me about my, my Nespresso machine. Why would I ask you about your Nespresso machine? I'm I'm really just trying to mess with you. Um, I do love my Nespresso. It's a fantastic machine. Great. Th- thank Thank you for that. I also have one, and I and I love it. I get an Intenso is the coffee that I get. Ooh, that's like the that tra- oh, tracks yeah. that's just named after you. <laughs> yeah, it's really. I mean, it's the strongest one, and I drink my coffee black, so like I don't have any like cream or anything in it. Straight yeah. black, main lining, straight black coffee, absolutely. Well, I've got one of the um, virtu the, the the virtuos or whatever, and it's like it it knows that this is an iced coffee. It's like the pod is a different label, and it brews it differently than it would a normal one. I think it's just it's fascinating. Like why yeah, why I, do we? How about this? You want a pretentious comments? Yeah. Uh, when I was in Italy and Greece, when I was away on my honeymoon recently, uh, gallivanting across the Mediterranean. 12 minutes. He got the under, ladies and gentlemen. We, After going we, 13 and a half yesterday, he made it 12 minutes. Oh, no, 23 minutes. I'm sorry. You, over. Overhead. We actually thought, like my wife and I, we love coffee. We're like, not, I wouldn't say we're coffee snobs, but like we, we like to drink coffee. I, we didn't love the coffee, and I thought we were going to really? love the coffee. We like the coffee in Greece, actually, better than the coffee in Italy. I love That's our surprising. espresso machine. I'm not saying it's, like, the best coffee of all time, but it's pretty consistent. It's pretty good. The coffee in Greece, they do Turkish coffee. Turkey, it's, like, a mm. very strong coffee. Anyway, back to football. Uh, the Niners, three-point favorites now week one on the road in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. So, if you missed the boat here, this was two and a half yesterday. Now, Purdy's uh, going to be cleared and no restrictions. This number goes back up to three where it's at most, most of the offseason. So, Will, if you, and you don't have to do anything right now. But if you had to do something right now, San Francisco at Pittsburgh in week one. San Francisco minus three. Total is about in between 40, uh, 41 and 41 and a half. What would you do and why? And if you like the Steelers to win the game, plus 130 on the money line. 
yeah, I think it's kind of a no-brainer that you take the Steelers here getting a three. Um, we know that um, we are all like we. You know, if you have if you didn't listen to the show on Monday, you should go back and check out the conversation with Drew Densick, uh, one of the smartest dudes when it comes to you know, gambling in general, but certainly the NFL. A good buddy of ours, and you know he he points out he loves the Steelers this year. So you have a team in San Francisco that rightfully is rated very high in terms of the Super Bowl odds. But the way that San Francisco is rated, Nick, I think is much more a byproduct. It's a byproduct of the roster being great, for sure. But it's also much more of a byproduct about the conference. The NFC stinks. There's only three or four teams that you could see that like, people are really intrigued in, and that's why the Eagles and the 49ers have such short odds. So conversely, the Steelers... We're just 25 to one to get the AFC number one seed, which is kind of crazy considering how stacked the AFC is um, are a sleeper team and sort of underrated by the market right now. So if you, if Brock, I mean, is Brock Purdy like Brock Purdy's full clearance in late July is worth half a point to the line. I guess. I don't know. Like it's not guaranteed that Brock Purdy even starts week one. Trey Lance could beat him out. I think this is the Purdy line, though. I think the two and a half was more like skepticism that Purdy was going to be ready. I think this is always going to be the Purdy. I I know that, but I mean, like, and we'll talk to Pete Prisco. We should ask him about it later because he is speaking of skepticism. He is skeptical of Brock Purdy, and I think it's fair. Like Brock Purdy didn't play a bunch of great defenses. He came in the middle of the year. You know, it's a Kyle Shanahan offense. You can get away with not doing a lot. But Pittsburgh's going to have a really good defense. They're going to have a offense that should take a step forward with a better offensive line. Can it pick it? They got some good weapons on the outside. George Pickens in his second year could be a, a sneaky breakout guy. Um, Najee Harris, I think, is is someone who people are way down on. But former first-round pick who they might feed, if he's healthy, he could be really, really good this year. It's not – It's not. I, think, I just don't think – I think in a week one spot like this, particularly when we've seen, you know, San Francisco has come out flat in week ones before. Pittsburgh's going to be up for this game. Mike Tomlin's going to be up for this game. This is a statement game for the Steelers. If you win this game, it is delivering a message that, hello, we are here to play in the AFC North and in the AFC. And they could win the game. They're just plus 130 on the money line. You look at the total, 41. I mean, what's the, what's the, what's the math say the implied score is here? Like 24 to... Or twenty what was it twenty twenty three to twenty or something like that? maybe less than that? I'm, I'm 20, terrible at math. Yeah, I'm also not great at math. It's 20, like twenty one eighteen basically. So twenty three seventeen, not a not so. You know, it's it's a score that you can't really get to in football, but it's basically like twenty to seventeen. Is is what it's saying? Is it's going to be a close low score game? Seventeen probably somewhere like somewhere something like that. Right. The point being is like, if it's going to be a close, low, if it's going to be a, if the total is 41 and a half, I'm taking the three points of the underrated team by the, the team that's underrated by the market at home in week one, when we don't know anything like that is I, a no brainer to me. And I like the Niners. I, I don't think it's a terrible take. Don't have to make a decision yet as, as it regards, uh, as it regards this game, but that does set up as one of the more fascinating games on the board. Week one and, and, and just one more, league. just one more point too. I would say that this line is more likely to become a pick than it is San Francisco minus six. But like n- neither, neither of those things has happened. Well, I'm so saying like, with injury, I, like, like what would have to happen to Pittsburgh for the, for the Niners? But like, like Mason it, Rudolph it, it, would have to start. Well, then it's like San Fran minus whatever. Or like, or like Josh Dobbs would have to start or something. Like the point is, how about this? What's more likely? This is a better conversation. It goes San Francisco three and a half or San Francisco two and a half is the better question. San, you, right. That, that's the same. That's the point I'm trying to make. I just went 
more extrapolated in a, in a, in a <laughs> so non-realistic way. You went way extreme, correct? Way extreme. Yeah, I mean, it's more likely to close San Francisco minus two and a half. So if you like uh, Pittsburgh, you think, I think I agree with you. Yeah, it was two and a half yesterday. <laughs> but like, but also like, if Purdy's awesome and he's nails in the preseason, and the reports are great, I mean, yeah, I think I think three is probably the high water mark for what San Francisco will be in this game. If Kenny if you like healthy. Pittsburgh, now would be the time to buy in. I think because I don't know that there's. I mean, obviously, a TJ Watt injury would be a disaster, but like, it's more likely that someone, an, a significant injury or a piece of news would occur to San Francisco to move the line closer to Pittsburgh than it is that something would happen to Pittsburgh and move the line way out to San Francisco. All right. So let's, okay. So here's a question for you. Let's say the number goes to San Francisco minus two and a half. What do you do? You bet the Niners or no? No, I think I'm still going to pick Pittsburgh to win the game. Okay, so you're going to bet Pittsburgh. But I, I think three is, is the perfect number in the game. I think if it were San Francisco three and a half, I would bet Pittsburgh. I think if it were San Francisco two and a half, I would lay it with the Niners. I think San Francisco three is the perfect number. And there's a lot of time in between now and the season. We have preseason. We got training camp, et cetera. So we'll see where we're at. It, Come, It could be 17 10. all going into the final drive. Perfect. And it's like, it's so like, who's got the ball? Who's going to win 2017? Like, it's going to be a close game. I will take the points in that situation most of the time. It's shaping up to be one of the most fascinating games in week number one. You better, you bet terrific football Tuesday. We celebrate football. Nick Costos and Will Brinson here with you on You Better, You Bet. Ken Barkley returns to the show coming up next Monday. Uh, The Dallas Cowboys, a team that San Francisco beat in the second round, the divisional round of the playoffs. Uh, We'll see if Ezekiel Elliott will be back taking snaps under center at the end of games or whether this will be the Tony Pollard show in the Cowboys backfield. We have two pieces of news for Dallas. One is a lot more important than the other, but we'll mention both because, you know, that's we love football and we're celebrating celebrating football here on the show today. The big piece, the good piece of news for Dallas here is good and bad for the Cowboys. The Cowboys signed Trevon Diggs, Stefan's brother, cornerback, to a five-year contract extension worth $97 million, uh, maximum value of $104 million. Uh, we're a betting show. We don't necessarily care about salary cap implications. What does it mean, though? It means Dallas has Trevon Diggs uh, in the fold for, for quite some time now, and Diggs will be very highly paid. So that's good news for the Dallas Cowboys. Bad news for the Dallas Cowboys is one of the newly minted members of the Madden 99 club. Not that we care about that, but it's a little interesting. Players with 99 ratings in Madden, that of course would be star guard Zach Martin. Zach Martin, unhappy with the Cowboys' um, reluctance to apparently restructure his contract and give him more money. Zach Martin holding out right now and not showing up at Cowboys training camp. We talked yesterday, Will. What do the Cowboys want to do this year? They want to, in your Southern drawl, which Mike McCarthy doesn't sound like, they want to run the damn football a lot more. Kellen Kellen Moore wanted to light up the scoreboard, I want to run the damn ball. Well, Kellen Moore, not with Los Angeles, ruining things for Justin Herbert and the Bolts. So (laughs) Mike McCarthy wants to run the football and and let the defense make plays. You know what's important to run on the football? You want Tony Pollard to have success. You want Malik Davis to have success. You want Deuce Vaughn to have success, the rookie out of Kansas State L. You want maybe Ezekiel Elliott back on a cheap contract. You want Zeke to have success, Dak to have success. You might want to have one of the best offensive guards in football. So Zach Martin, maybe he'll be back, maybe he won't. You would think the Cowboys would get this figured out, but not great news for the Dallas Cowboys, a team with legitimate Super Bowl aspirations this year, Will. Yeah, I mean, Zach Martin, remember Zach Martin, the pick was Jerry Jones wanted to take Johnny, this is how old this is, Jerry Jones wanted to take Johnny Manziel and we got overruled and was told, no, we were taking Zach Martin, a guard, at which point in time in 2014 when they took him that high, uh, it was considered kind of a shock, but he's been a consistent all-pro, he's a future Hall of Famer, he has been one of the best offensive linemen in the entire NFL over the last almost 10 years, 
to me, the biggest point here, Nick, is sort of more macro than it is um, specifically related to Zach Martin playing because the Cowboys will figure out a way to get him money. Again, Hall of Famer, been on this team for a long time, been consistent, year in and year out, is really maybe uh, – he's one of the four – He's one of the three most important people, uh, four most important people on this roster, right? Dak, Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, and Micah Parsons. Uh, I would say that, you know, par- Dak, Parsons, and yeah, Tyron. Yeah, I would say Zach Martin's up there. Well, it's, but here's, here's some of the other defensive it, players. Yeah, David Marcus Lawrence is, uh, of course, too. I mean, there's a lot of, the Cowboys have a lot of stars. My point is that. When you look at Dave Damashek, our, our mutual pal, good friend of, of ours, um, uh, coined the phrase Jenga piece. And anybody, if you ever, everybody gets it, you pull out, you pull out one of the Jenga pieces and boop, problem, you got problems. Well, I think that you look at this offensive line, you can start to wonder, are Tyron Smith and Zach Martin both Jenga pieces in the sense of if you lose Zach Martin for an extended period of time, or you lose Tyler, uh, Tyron Smith, excuse me, for an extended period of time. They have Tyler Smith at left guard. Is the trickle-down effect such that it could derail the Cowboys' season? Because they have some depth, but not, a t- not great depth. And if you take away those stars on the offensive line, what happens when you start to shift around and force replacements to pop in? And this is true for every NFL team, but the Cowboys, for years, have made the identity the last 10 years or so they're basically since they drafted Tyron Smith, their offensive line has been their identity. Like when they drafted Dak and Zeke in, in 2016, I mean, it was, you know, that was, they won because they had these rookies behind this great offensive line. And so I'm not worried about Zach Martin being ready. I just think it, it is a good reminder of how important those two players, particularly on the offensive line are Tyron Smith goes down. You shift Tyler Smith outside the left tackle, and then you got to replace him, um, you know, at left guard. And that becomes a vulnerability. And so it's just a reminder that the Cowboys look like a team that is a shoe in to make the playoffs. They're minus 200. The win totals nine and a half overs minus 155. Um, and they're just plus 170 to win the division right behind Philly. But it's like, there's always a path there for a total for for a derailment. I think the Cowboys really profiles the Stars and Scrubs roster. Uh, Zach Martin holding out <laughs> ten years into his into his career, a good example of that. Yeah, you got they got to get Zach Martin like ready to go week one, where they'll travel to MetLife to play my New York Football Giants on Sunday Night Football. Um, that spread is three and a half right now, juice towards the Giants. Ken and I talked about this. This might have been actually like before I went away. I think this was before my wedding. I think the point spread maybe it was last week. I don't know. Guys, let me know in the chat. And you know, these days all bleed together. Um, the spread was Dallas minus three and a half. We both said, like, what do we think is going to happen with this point spread? I don't think this is going to close three and a half. With the news on Zach Martin and Saquon Barkley resigning, like, I, I bet Giants plus three and a half today. Now, I, I laid a little juice minus 115. I just think that number is not going to exist come week number one. So that's a bet that I, I agree made that. is Giants plus, Giants plus three and a half. I think will be a valuable one. We'll hold some of the other breaking news in the NFL for the other side. I do want to say this. Um, this past weekend, I went to my buddy's lake house with a bunch of my college friends. And for only the second time in my life, the first time was actually in a bar in Tokyo in Shinjuku at a bar called B, B-E-E, that had a big B, not an actual real B, but like a painting of a B on the door. I played Jenga for the first time in my life there with my now wife and, and some some Japanese locals in Tokyo. And then I uh, played it this weekend with my friends. Great game. 
I need to play more Jenga. What an awesome game that is. You, you play never played Jenga? Jenga before? What's wrong I with play, you? I played I played twice and I really was enjoyed it, the, it. Was it the giant Jenga or the regular Jenga? I think it was I think it was regular Jenga. And I and Have I you seen the giant twice. Jenga with the huge two by fours? That's the best. Right, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna Google this uh during the next break. And uh on the other side, following this next break, we'll wrap up our number one and we will talk about Saquon Barkley. His new contract with the Giants. Expectations for Saquon this year. His virtual yards prop at BetMGM. And does this change the way you feel about Big Blue this year? That and more next. You better you bet. Terrific football Tuesday. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet. Presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network.